The Productive Woman, Episode 213. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I'll be sharing with you my conversation with business coach, podcaster, and mom, Katie Kremitzos. Now, if you've been listening to the Productive Woman podcast for a while, that name might sound familiar to you. Well, this episode is a little different in a couple of ways. First of all, Katie is my first returning guest. She was with us about a year and a half ago in episode 140. In that conversation, we talked about the things I typically discuss with guests, their productivity challenges, their typical day, their favorite productivity boosting tools and routines, things like that. So if you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to go back and check out episode 140 when I talked with Katie about those things. This time, though, I've asked Katie back to talk about some changes in her life and the changes those things have brought about in her personally and in her approach to making a life that matters. As we talk about a little bit in our conversation, uh, she and I chatted briefly at a conference we were both attending earlier this year, and it kind of got into some topics that were real interesting to me and really resonated with me because they were very reflective of the things that I am working on in this, in the book that I'm writing. I've met, I think I've mentioned that in uh, some past episodes, I'm working on writing a, a book about productivity for busy women. Some of the things we talk about on this show. And one of the key concepts that I had been kind of noodling over and thinking about as I'm working on the book proposal, Katie started just talking about what's going on in her life. And it, there, there was a lot of connection there. So I wanted to have her come back and talk about some of those things, because I think you'll find what she has to say encouraging and maybe a little thought provoking. You'll find more information about Katie, along with links to resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 213. Now, before we get into the conversation with Katie, I do want to say thank you to our sponsors for this episode, Text Expander and Bombus. Bombus is offering the Productive Woman listeners 20% off their first order of Bombus socks, which are honestly all the most comfortable socks that I've worn. Visit bombus.com slash TPW. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com. And you'll get 20% off your first order. So bombus.com slash TPW. Use the offer code TPW. I'll talk a little more about them later. But I want to mention first Text Expander, one of my very favorite productivity tools for many years is offering you 20% off your first year of this tool. Uh, I was so excited to have Text Expander come on board to sponsor the show. I'd love working with them because I've been using Text Expander for years. I've recommended it since long before they became a sponsor. Text Expander is a tool that lets you communicate smarter and more efficiently by letting you create what they call snippets for things that you type or copy and paste all the time. I use Text Expander multiple times every day, all day for short things that I use constantly in my writing on the computer, um, like email addresses, website URLs, the date, uh, my state bar number, my conference call dial-in instructions. I have to send those out periodically when I'm setting up calls. And so I use Text Expander snippets for all those things. I also use text expander snippets for long things that I use regularly, like responses to pitches by potential podcast guests. I get those a lot. I need to give them all the same information. So rather than retyping, I created a snippet that I can just type in a few characters. It populates it with the full text that I can then personalize and off it goes. It saves me so much time. Also things like answers to common questions, my professional biography 
photography that I sometimes I have to send out. Lots of things like that. I, I just get, offer those as some ideas for things. Are there things that you type frequently or are always having to copy and paste? Anything from short bits of text to long, fully formatted documents. You can create snippets in text expanders so that you won't ever have to retype that or even copy and paste it again. Anything you type or copy and paste more than once is fair game for creating a snippet, which will save you both the time it takes to retype it, but also prevent typos because you type it once, you proof it, you get it correct, then you've got your snippet. It just is there. It's done. And you can summon those snippets in any app on Mac, on Windows-based computers, on your iPhone, your iPad. Text Expander even has a plan that lets you share snippets with your team. So if you are in a business uh, or even a, a volunteer organization where lots of people are responding to the same kinds of things, you can create these snippets, share them so that you are making sure that you're using consistent and correct language for important emails, proposals, documents of all kind. Text Expander is one of the first apps I load on any new computer or iOS device. It is that indispensable for me. And I think you will love it. If you're not already using it, learn more about Text Expander by visiting textexpander.com slash podcast, and you'll get 20% off your first year. Be sure to let them know the productive woman sent you. So that's textexpander.com slash podcast. And mention the productive woman in their how did you hear about text expander question. All right, let's get into the conversation with Katie Kremitzos. I am excited to welcome back to the Productive Woman podcast, Katie Kremitzos. For those of you who haven't yet heard the prior conversation I had with Katie, she's an entrepreneur, a podcaster, and much more. She's also a wife to Chris and a mom to a young daughter. And, and as I've said before, basically just a busy woman like the rest of us. And I've really been looking forward to talking with her about some changes that have happened in her life and how they've affected her view of productivity. So welcome back, Katie. Laura, thank you so much, girl. I'm so honored to be back here. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. It's a it's a newbie for me to to have some. <laughs> you're my very first returning guest. Wow, I'm so flattered. I'm blushing on the other end here. <laughs> and so, um, you visited with us in episode 140 last year, about a year and a half ago. Uh, but for and I'm encouraging folks to go back and listen to that because a lot of the kind of things that we typically talk about with guests, you and I discussed then. So we're gonna you know skip over most of that. So I encourage folks to go back and listen to that. But um, for those who haven't done that yet, maybe give them the the short version of who you are, what you do, where you are, whatever <laughs> what, what might help them know what's what's what as we talk. Yeah, the nice little snapshot. So I am a mother. I have a daughter who's about three years old. She'll be three years old next month. And, uh, and I have an, a little one on the way. I am married. I've been married for six years uh, together, nine. I am an avid entrepreneur. Like I have fallen in love with entrepreneurship about a decade ago. And since then, really just loved this idea of using a business as a vehicle to do good in the world and really do things that I love doing and that I can really serve uh, a population of people doing. And how I've done that most recently has been with Biz Women Rock. And that started out as a podcast and it has grown into an entire community of women, high driving entrepreneurs who uh, come to me as a business coach, a, a facilitator of masterminds, as an educator, as somebody who they can go to to help them navigate this thing called entrepreneurship and building a successful and growing a successful business. And so I've done that for almost five years now and then have kind of a, a new thing on the on the horizon that I know that we're going to get into a little bit more, but a snapshot of who I am. Yeah, that's a great snapshot of who you are. And we will talk about some of the new things that are going on. But the the as some context for this conversation, you and I visited at a podcasting conference uh, a, a couple of months ago. And we were just catching up because we hadn't seen each other in well, ages. And you shared some changes that are come about in your life. 
on a personal level, some things that are going on. And we got to talking about how those uh, changes have affected you and some things you've changed in your approach to life and productivity and all of that as a result of that. And I really wanted to talk about those sorts of things. So what you, you sort of hinted at some of it here when you were telling us about who you are, what's going on? What's different uh, in your life since you and I talked a year and a half ago on episode 140? If you did listen to episode 140, you heard very clearly how passionate and I am about productivity and what a geek I am when it comes to being productive and being active and being goal oriented. And um, I just have always worked that way. I love accomplishing things. I love being efficient and effective with the work that I'm doing towards something. And that has carried with me through many, many different types of entrepreneurial endeavors. And so through 2017, I had utilized all of those skills of all those different ways of being productive and and ways of organizing and and accomplishing goals to have had like a banner year. Everything was really great. 2018 was lining up to be a phenomenal year too. I was looking to really triple my business. And that business looked like a coaching business, a business that I offered masterminds, all different types of masterminds, live events, online education, paid community memberships, all that sort of stuff. So the business model was really just deepening. It was it was going really, really well. And I was feeling really confident in how I was going about achieving all of those things and being really in flow with doing the work. I love the work that I do. And then April came about and we found out we were pregnant with baby number two. And while we were really excited and we, you know, we were trying to have a kid, so it wasn't like a, that kind of a surprise to me. It was a surprise to me how fast it happened. And because I obviously had plans that I had planned on that I didn't think that anything else would interrupt, <laughs> it, it shook me. So here I was having literally just put down a deposit on a big live event that I was going to have, having just like secured a couple of the first spots available for some of my high-end masterminds and my other masterminds that were happening. I stopped and I was like, hang on, wait a minute, literally like this baby's coming in December that kind of throws off the plans that I had had. And so I did what is really scary to do. I stopped. I completely stopped. All of the momentum that I had in my business and what that looked like tangibly was I was spending a lot of my time marketing and getting these programs filled and get, you know, closing one mastermind and getting ready for the next and preparing for the the marketing and the programming of the live events that I was doing like literally all of that stuff just stopped for a couple of reasons. Number one is because I physically did not feel (laughs) well, as Mm. many of those of us who have had nasty first trimesters can attest to. Um, And I, I will say that I admit that that threw me for a loop because I didn't have that with my first daughter. Mm. So I had like the unicorn and rainbows pregnancy with the first daughter. So I was like, what do you mean I'm feeling <laughs> sick right now? What do you? What mean? is that? What is that? So I, I just, I didn't feel good. I was nauseous all the time. I had no energy and hopefully you can hear from my voice. I'm a regularly a pretty high energetic person. <laughs> and as it pertained to my business, I had no ambition. Like, I, and that was a weird thing for me to experience. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I, like I would have that thing in the back of my head that I know a lot of us have, which is like, okay, yeah, like let's go do this. And I'm excited to do it. And I got to go do it. Right. And it's like that task list item. That's really important. And I was like, meh. I don't care. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Want to lay on the couch and, yes. and feel nauseated. and <laughs> Yeah. So all of that stuff was going on. And I just was like, I, and then there was the reality of like, my business model needed to shift because the way that things looked in April before I got pregnant was that I had planned a latter part of the year, six month mastermind. And there were going to be three of them that were opening from July to December. And here I was thinking, well, that can't happen the way (laughs) those three things can't happen the way that I had had planned on them happening. And a high end mastermind that I was, uh, that was already starting to get booked and was going to be rolling out starting in May and would last a full year. I was like, I know that there's a chunk of that year that I don't, I can't, like with integrity say that I'm going to be totally available for. So I am very uncomfortable really going forward with that. So what I did is I just said, okay, I'm going to allow myself to just stop and pause 
and not accomplish, not do, not move forward with any of these plans that I had planned on. And that was terrifying and a little and shocking in the sense of like, it was emotionally unraveling for me. Mm. Um, Because I'm sure just like all of your listeners, I'm very used to feeling like confident in who I am and how I'm moving forward. And, and all of those ways of being productive and moving towards that stuff like that all, that all fits well together. And so all of a sudden I'm not being productive and I'm not doing anything with my time and, or or that I feel is like worthwhile in that moment. (laughs) That was really emotionally draining. Like I really had to kind of like call some things into question as far as like, okay, this doesn't mean that I'm a lazy person. This doesn't mean that (laughs) I'm that I don't love my business. It doesn't mean that I don't want to be pregnant. It just means that like right now is really confusing and yeah. I've, there's a lot of stuff happening. So I just decided to pause. So that sort of is the setup for why I have come out on the other end of that pause in an entirely different way. And in my opinion, incredibly focused and productive, but it would not have happened without me forcing myself to go through that pause. And that's such a scary thing to do. As as you've referred to, a lot of us, I'm certainly that way. And I know from the emails I get and the conversations in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that a lot of the women listening to this are the way you've described, I've got a plan, and I'm working the plan. And if I'm not doing, then I'm not being productive. And so just from that general perspective, the idea of just taking that step back and stopping is scary. And then in your case, as an entrepreneur, there's that that voice that you hear of, if I stop, I'm going to lose all this momentum, where's my business going to go? Yeah. And and it was scary because it's not, you know, in the business world, it wasn't, there There were very real financial repercussions to me stopping. Like there, you know, all of a sudden I made the decision somewhere along that way. And I'll talk about kind of when that came about, but I did make the decision to pull back on all of these things that were rolling out that were half filled. Many of them were like half filled at that point or um, at the very least had a waiting list and were very viable to happen. So during that time, not only was I like, okay, well, I'm not now in this moment, I'm not going to be taking payments for these things that I'm not sure if they're actually going to happen right now. So I'm just going to like leave them, not open them right now. And so there, there were very real financial repercussions to that. So that's super scary. So the emotional stuff there was, was there too. But the main point I want to make is the fact that it was absolutely necessary for me to make that time to be quiet and to not and to stop and to not be productive and not to do and not to check things off my list and to completely stop that momentum in order for me to get really honest with myself and clear with myself about where what was now important to me with this new life change that was happening and where did I want that to take me and where did I feel like I was being led to go versus the path that I had been on that I should be doing that, you know, why not just keep doing it? Because that's what I said I was going to do. And that's the path that I should be doing. But now it was like, wait a minute, let me recalibrate. So that quiet time was a forced recalibration for me to, to understand what I, what path I was now going to move towards. Yeah. And the conversation you and I had in Philadelphia about this, as you were telling me about this, was about the fact that a a few, a couple months ago, I don't remember when it was, but I'll put the link in the show notes. I did an episode about the 10 essentials of making a life that matters. And Mm -hmm. the first one on that list was silence and solitude. And you, as you were telling me the story of what had been going on in your life, I mentioned that and you started Mm -hmm. nodding and we had this conversation. And and so what did all this uh, that you've just described, this experience you've been through earlier this year, what did that teach you about the value of silence and solitude as a woman who's going 100 miles an hour most <laughs> of the time and had a plan for the year ahead of you that didn't involve, it sounded yeah. like, a lot of silence <laughs> or solitude because you're a very social person, you're with people all the time, all the things you do, and you're, you're a very communicating person. 
But out of this, what did all this teach you about the importance and the value of silence and solitude for you personally? Yeah. Number one, the biggest lesson that I learned from it was to trust my intuition with when I needed that. Mm. I knew the moment that we found out we were pregnant and the moment that all of this stuff started to happen, I knew, I was like, I I need some silence. And the second lesson of that was that it was okay to let that be an open-ended amount of time because I knew I would, it, it was painful. I'm not going to lie. Like it was really emotionally painful because I'm somebody who gets fulfilled when I'm on a path. I think we all feel that way. Like if we're wandering and we're sort of lost, we don't feel very good, right? We don't feel purposeful. And so I knew that this was like a wandering gray time. And I also knew that I needed to go through, I I was like, I just, I need to have that happen. So the lesson I learned about how important that is, is that I needed to know when to say yes to it and be really in tune with myself. And, And as a circular effect, me creating regular times to have solitude and to be alone with myself on a regular basis is what helps me deepen that intuition for myself to know what I need and when I need it, right? Mm-hmm. So I attribute meditation practices that I have and and being super in tune with myself for being aware of that in the moment, like knowing like this is not the time to push forward, Katie. This is the time to be quiet and it's not going to be pleasant. So let's just, <laughs> let's just, just do it. Just be in it be in it and give I gave myself the permission to not make any serious decisions until I knew I was ready to make serious decisions. So what that meant was is during this time I I was experiencing a lot of like well what if I do this and what if I do this and I don't want to do this now but uh, but tomorrow yes I do want to do that. So I had a lot of I'm sure ho- hormone driven and also just emotional um ups and downs and so I knew that that was not the time to make like serious life decisions, like let those emotions flow. And then when I'm clear that, that I now know that this is the path to go down, then I could go down it. So I was doing a lot of walking during this time. Like I would just go on walks. I was about as much physical activity as I could handle. And I'd be on all these walks with my husband. And during one of these walks, he says, Katie, what about that meditation podcast idea that you had? And I looked at him, I was like, well, what about it? So backstory, January of this year, as I was deepening the kind of the goals and the vision for Biz Women Rock and what I would do, I had come up with this idea. I was like, dude, I want to, I was sort of like toying with the idea of building out a meditation network for Biz Women Rock. And I was like, it'd be really cool if one of those meditation or one of those podcasts were a meditation podcast, a meditation for women podcast, because I have seen that as a powerful tool in my life. And most specifically as it relates to my business, because it allowed me to always stay really in tune with what my next steps in business were really supposed to be. And I, because I work so intimately with so many different types of businesswomen, I, I continue to show up and offer it as a tool for them. Like, okay, make sure you go find this quiet time for yourself and, you know, try this meditation. And, and they were using it as tools to help them throughout their journeys in business to do exactly what we're talking about here. Like habituate quiet time and solitude so that we could get really internally clear with that inner voice, right? So I had toyed with it as an idea of like what I wanted to build out this year, but it would have been under the Biz Women Rock banner. My husband loved the idea, like dropped his jaw, loved the idea back in January, but I didn't touch it. I didn't touch that at all. Like everything else I was rolling out, I didn't touch that idea. So get us back into May, finding out that we're pregnant and me in this state of pause and like confusion he brought that idea back up to me and said, what about that? And I was like, huh, what about that? So in our following conversations and walks, we would just strategize about what could this thing called meditation for women look like and why might that be something that I would be willing to consider right now? Because the last thing I wanted to hear at that moment was like, here's something else to add to your list, right? (laughs) But it became really apparent that it was this life in and of itself. And it met my needs on two major levels. Number one was, I have a big why in this, this world and a big desire to really make an impact for women all over the globe to, to really help strengthen the light that we already have inside of us, right? And all these years, I've just been doing that through the vehicle of business and through the niche of business. But, you know, even in business, we know that, you know, it's 
30% strategy, but 70% mindset and heart and, and what's happening in life and all that sort of stuff. And so I have, I, throughout the years, I've naturally gravitated towards that more holistic conversation about business. And so I was like, well, this is, I mean, this is such a tool for that, to make that difference and to make that impact. I know I have been a consumer of guided meditation for decades now, and it's been massively impactful in my life. And then the other side of it that we really started strategizing about was the business model for this was completely different than the very live and in person and super like in it business model that I had built with Biz Women Rock. And so all of a sudden I started seeing this as a possibility for something to really activate while I was about to enter the season of newborn and toddler. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. very different, right? Yeah. Than, than just, you know, having a toddler that's starting to get a heck of a lot more independent and so all of a sudden, this idea of like, hey, I could do a meditation for women podcast, and what would be the big purpose, and what would what would what might that look like as my next phase of of my business and my purpose here, I, and that was a testament to that quiet time. I would never have thought about that idea and rolling it out in the way that I am doing now, had I not been so quiet with myself and took the time to to be quiet. And I I want to make sure to say this in the space of how and why this is so important. I remember texting my cousin at the time. She and I text a lot and she's a business owner. She's a mom of, of four. And I would text her during these times of feeling so non-productive. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel, I don't even feel like myself. What is this? And she goes, Katie, honor the season. Mm. If there's something I know about you, it's that when you are focused and when you know where you want to go, I have never seen anyone work more effectively, efficiently, and more passionately and get fat and do it as fast as humanly possible than you. So just trust that. Now is not the time for that. You're not clear. You're not focused. You don't know exactly what that path is. So just wait. You'll you'll find it. And when you do, like there's no question, like you, you can't be stopped. And that has that has absolutely proven to be true. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's such an important lesson to learn. We we really, as women in the 21st century, we so often feel like we've got, I've got to be doing if I'm, if I'm not doing, I'm, you know, I'm rolling backwards or something, I'm not doing what I should be doing. And to give ourselves permission to take that time we need to just be quiet and listen to our hearts or the universe or God or whatever it is that you need to listen to. And I love that honor the season because we yeah. do have those different seasons in our life. And we need to be respectful of that for our sake and for the sake of anything we might want to accomplish in the future. Yeah, let me let me ask this on a very practical level. So we get the value of silence and solitude, getting away from the noise and the crowd and, and just being alone with our thoughts and, and, you know, listening. But on a practical level, to do that, how does a busy wife, mom, <laughs> businesswoman, carve out time for silence and solitude. We get why we ought to. I mean, you've right. kind of given us a real passionate declaration of why we should. How do we do that? The first thing I want to make sure to say here is that it doesn't need to be regimented and look exactly the same way every single day. It doesn't need to look like the exact same thing all the time. And if it's not that, it's not perfect. And therefore, it's not valid. The reason I say that is because so many times when I talk about when I talk about one of those options for this, by the way, is meditations, which is why I'm so passionate about putting this out there. Most people think like, oh, develop a daily meditation practice just to have that quiet time, right? Okay, well, that means I need to get up at 5 a.m. and I need to do that, you know, be sitting on my meditation pillow and having my incense going and close my eyes and feel total zen for 30 minutes and I need to do that every day. Well, guess what? Like that ain't the reality for so many of us. <laughs> And if it happens to happen on one lucky day, like the the rare, it's rare that it might actually happen for X amount of days at a time. So that's the first thing I want to say is that it doesn't have to look like anything other than what it needs to look like for you. So I'll give you an example of what that has looked like for me. It has looked like that 5 a.m. Uh, let me get up, sit on my couch where, because no one is, no one else is awake. And so, and let me just put a, you know, 15 minute timer on my phone. Or let me go look up a guided meditation and that can help me. If I don't feel like my brain can be on its own for 15 minutes, let me have a guided meditation to help me out. 
So that's what it has looked like. Sometimes that might be during a lunch break that because my daughter might be at school that day and I'm here working and I know that my brain is going a thousand miles a minute. So like, let me just go. I just need to chill out for a little while. So let me just go sit down on a couch, put on a timer and just kind of get into quiet Zen mode. Right. Another way that it's looked for me, and this happens a lot, um, and I just referred to this as being out in nature. Most people have never heard of like walking meditations or like, you know, being out in nature type meditations. So they think that that's super different, but it's not. Like, I am lucky to live next to the water. I have a beautiful like inner harbor area that I w- can walk to that's like 10 minutes away. And I'm just walking around the water for, you know, however long I need to because it does the same thing. Like, it, it, it detaches my, who I am from my thoughts. And while my brain might be still going during that time, it's totally okay that it is. I am more connected to seeing what's around me. Nature's around me. Animals are around me. Sunlight's around me. And so it helps me feel like I'm connected to nature and that I'm a part of this whole tapestry of, you know, all these beings in the world and therefore see how important I am and also not how, how not important I am. Like it kind of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, really kind of puts things in perspective. So those are just a couple of examples. It, it literally has been, I parked my car and I'm going to spend five minutes in here just chilling out and breathing and paying attention to my breath before I go into the craziness of my household. <laughs> I mean, it has been those things, but the point is all of them, the, the commonality between all of them is just time for me to focus on breath and not even necessarily have like an agenda. Like, let me just breathe for a second. Let me just, oftentimes it might be like at night and it's the first time that I'm cognizant of taking a deep breath. I mean, how many times have we been like, you know, you listen to a guided meditation, they're like, take a deep breath. And you're like, oh, that's the first time I think I've done that all day long. <laughs> so th- that's the commonality. So it doesn't need to look like anything, but those are some practical ways that you can um, it, like really integrate them into your daily life. And I love that. That's the, There are lots of ways and lots of approaches to doing this. And we, you know, there's some value in like getting away for a mini retreat or, you know, going off to a cabin somewhere and spending some extended time in silence and solitude to really think about what your next steps are. And, yeah. and if that's an option f- for a person, she should do that. But you can get the benefit of it in just those little bits and times throughout the day. And there are tools that can help you do that. And and that kind of leads me to a question of if you have carved out some time to be kind of by yourself and be quiet, if you're like me, when I turn off the, you know, the physical noise, there are all these voices in my head, mm-hmm. of the, whether it's me and the things I need to do or other people's expectations and, you know, whatever. How do you still those voices so you can get those benefits of that silence and the solitude? So it's important to note that you will always have those voices. <laughs> there is no such thing as those voices never show up. Um, and it's a practice. That's why they call it, you know, the practice of meditation or even just the practice of, of solitude because that's that really is what the practice is all about. It's about recognizing those voices, recognizing those thoughts, and and not choosing to attach to them, which means, and by believe me, I do not always succeed at this, which means like, for example, I might just be sitting sitting on the couch and like closing my eyes, okay, focusing on my breath, and then boom, the to-do list comes in my head, right? Or boom, creative idea comes, or boom, what about this? And oh my gosh, I have to prepare this before he takes it on to school, or um, boom, what are we going to do tomorrow on our mommy-daughter day? Like all of those things, right? It's the easiest thing in the world to, to then pick up my phone and start taking action on those things that are coming to my head. The practice becomes in recognizing those thoughts and not taking action on them and mm-hmm. seeing them as separate than yourself and I, and this is a this is a very big visual i use a lot and i've uh, many different um folks who give guided meditations have different types of visuals for this but i i almost imagine it as if the visual i always have when all of those ideas and thoughts are coming is like a bubble like a like a uh, you know like you blow bubbles into the air like kids blow bubbles you know and each of those thoughts are a bubble and they're here and they're like around me but if I really take a second to breathe and recognize that that bubble is not me, it's actually something separate from me. And I can say, okay, here's that to-do list item. Okay, yep, yep, got to call Laura back. 
okay, boom. All right, let it go. And I just watch it and I recognize it. I know it's there, but then I let it go. I let it drift on by me. And the practice of meditation or any sort of practice of you being quiet with yourself requires some sort of a practice to allow those things to pass, allow all those thoughts to pass. And it's practicing that, that you get better and better at detaching yourself from those things. And actually then when you're doing that, you can, that's when you actually hear your inner voice. Hmm. That's when you actually hear, oh, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's what I need to do. Or that's, that's when we access intuition really is what happens. Because all of a sudden the voice that we do hear is not an external to-do item or thought or, or judgment or anything. It's like that we feel it come from within. And that's, that, that's the thing that, that's a voice that we hear that's like, hey, this is the right decision to make. Yeah. Or this is what you now need to do. Or, hey, you need more alone time. So go go plan a retreat for yourself. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's that intuitive voice. And so it really is. It's just that practice. And you're always going to, that those voices and those thoughts, they're always going to be there. And it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong or you're doing something, you know, wrong on, on the silence and solitude side of things because you have those thoughts or those voices are there. But I love the the way you describe it as a practice. And I think if you practice, one of the, what what I have found, and I've, you know, done a very kind of small practice of meditation, and I use the Headspace app for, mm-hmm. you know, guided meditations. Yeah. And what it's done for me is, it get besides just the benefit of just sitting still and being quiet for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. But it gives me those tools that help me when I'm in the midst of life and doing all this stuff that, that you can draw on that experience and those tools that you learn in practicing letting those thoughts go by you and not internalizing them and taking them on yourself. Yeah, yeah, it is. I always, I always, uh, you know, parallel it to, kind of the life of an athlete. So, you know, I, I grew up an athlete. I Even in pregnancy, I like to still think that I've, I've got a little bit of athletics in me. And the idea is, that, so if you've ever worked out or had some sort of stint of working out, you know that that first class that you go to, because you haven't been to the gym in, you know, a year, it hurts. Like you're not, like, it, you know, it's not awesome the whole time. Like you're definitely not in the best of shape. But the more that you go back and the more that you stay, stay consistent with it, the more that you practice it, the better you become in it and the more in shape that you become. And even the most in shape person, even the super athletes, still, it's still not easy when they show up to do a workout. You know what I mean? Like there's never such thing called, oh, I just plug in and boom, it's easy and I don't feel pain and I don't feel those thoughts. Like there's, but it's a, it's a matter of consistently practicing so that you just get a little bit better, you get you have a few more seconds of clarity, a few more seconds of of silence in that time of no thoughts, you know. Um, but you just commit to continue showing up to to just keep on practicing. Yeah, I love that. In a, in a world that where we are literally constantly bombarded by noise, both literal and figurative, it's such a valuable exercise, a valuable tool to make time, whether it's a weekend or 10 minutes or three minutes, you know, or 60 seconds to just pause and and breathe deeply. Those things make a huge difference in our ability to deal with the stress of 21st century life. And as you've mentioned several times, to get the clarity that we need to be able to hear what's in our heart and get right. the you know the direction for the next step. So I I love this so much. Yeah. As as a result of all of this, the experience that you had and and um taking the time to step back and and listen and be quiet. And you've talked about this meditation podcast. Talk about that a little bit more because there are we've talked we've mentioned some tools that are out there. Headspace is a great app. There's another one called Calm. There are various way, places you can go to find guided meditations. But you are you have developed another resource for women who want to get better at this quiet and and take advantage and learn to take advantage of the silence and solitude. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So what came out of this for me was the fact that I really wanted to create not just one podcast, but an, an entire network 
of podcasts that would be 100% dedicated to women and our special journeys that we have in this world in a multitude of ways and give guided meditations that help us in different ways along those journeys. So the entire network is called the Women's Meditation Network. And the very first podcast, the only one right now that is live for this network is called Meditation for Women. And what's so unique about this particular podcast, so as you're sitting here and listening to Laura's podcast, like whatever podcast player you're listening on, you can go, you know, research Meditation for Women and you'll find it there and you can listen there. All free guided meditations, anywhere from five minutes to 25 minutes. And the unique vantage point of these particular meditations is that I wanted them to be very accessible. So they are deliberately created for the person who's been meditating for decades like me and the woman who is like, I keep hearing about meditation or I've tried meditation a couple of times. It can't, it isn't really sticking. I can't really get it, you know? And so it's approachable that way, which means that I'm doing this in little ways, meaning that there are titles. The titles of these particular episodes are things like, uh, I think the most recent one was Shield Yourself from Toxic People. Mm-hmm. There's one in there called You Are Extraordinary, A Daily Reminder. Uh, there's one in there called You Are Enough to Fight That Voice Inside of Us that says, I'm not enough. That mm-hmm. happens for many, many women that I know, myself included. There's one in there called You're at a Fight with Your Spouse. So the there's one in there called Clear Your Mind with 10 Minutes of Breathing After Work. The purpose of each of these meditations is to speak directly to the woman experience here in a gazillion different ways that we have that I think are pretty unique and special. So they're very approachable. And, you know, my desire in each of them is that the way that I have used guided meditations is that I go to my favorite spots for providing guided meditations as a library. So I'm always like, oh, I like that particular podcast. What do I need to hear today? Or what am I experiencing in this moment that I need relief from? That is how I have really positioned these podcasts, specifically the the Meditation for Women podcast, so that you can literally go there and be like, what am I feeling today? Oh, did I just get in a fight with my spouse and it's not resolved yet? Boom, I need to hear that one. (laughs) Or am I not feeling so great about myself? I need that reminder that I, I am extraordinary. So let me listen to that stuff, right? So that's how I have really wanted to put this information out to the world. And ultimately, with with a bigger desire to... I believe that we women are so much more powerful and beautiful and and alive than we know ourselves sometimes. And so my big why is to help women access that. We already have incredible lights that we are illuminating and there are just times in our lives when that's that gets dimmed a little bit or and that could be for a day because a situation happened or sometimes it's for years because we're in in a not so pretty season of our lives. And so my desire with these guided meditations is just to use them as tools to access the core of who we each are and to help our li- our lights shine as bright as they're really meant to. I love that. I think there's so much value to be had there. And I think it's a great thing that you're doing. And um, we'll definitely put a link in the, the show notes for this episode where, where people can find that uh, because... I think it's it's such a good demonstration of you've come out of this season of silence and solitude and, and looking for direction, and the direction you got was something that can help the rest of us find what you found there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This has been great, Katie. I appreciate so much you taking the time to share the experience you've had and what's come out of it for you. I was going to ask what's on the horizon for you. Uh, <laughs> you've kind of you've kind of told us. You're, so you're due in December. I am due in December, but that's actually a really important uh, thing to kind of highlight is that um, it would have been really easy for me to be like, Business as I know it ends in December when this baby comes. And that's not the approach that I'm choosing to take. Obviously, this whole meditation network is a big, giant project for me that is a huge passion project that I want to roll out. And it's definitely going to take a lot longer than just the you know couple of months pre-baby that I have for it. And then with Biz Women Rock, I'm, I am absolutely not done with those conversations. Like I love women entrepreneurs. I am still so passionate about providing services and, and uh, support for them. And so right now I, I bear down that business just to instead of all of these programs and services to just do one-on-one coaching for women. So I'm doing that up until, you know, baby comes. 
And then next year, um, in 2019, when I kind of get my wits about me and, you know, have some sort of a, a schedule going again, then I will, I immediately have both of those things to jump back into both the meditation network, as well as biz women rock and kind of see what I feel like then. And, and, what is the best thing that I want to be doing? How do I best want to serve? And what might that look like? I have a couple ideas on what that is already, but um, but we'll see when we get there. Yeah, I mean, it, you've got to wait and see what it's like to have a newborn and a, and a preschooler. So, well, <laughs> well, for those of us who want to follow along and see what you have going on, where's the best place for us to connect with you online? Yeah, so uh, probably the most uh, place that I am most active is on Facebook. So you could just find me personally on Facebook, Katie Kremitzos. But you can absolutely go to bizwomenrock.com. Um, you can get access to all of the resources that I have there. And then uh, bizwomenrock.com forward slash group is my private Facebook group for all of you women entrepreneurs out there. And other than that, Meditation for Women podcast. So whichever of those resources um, are best fit for you. Sounds great. Well, let me let me ask this then. Uh, again, I appreciate you so much taking the time to share all this with us. And before we go, do you have any last words for the listener who's hearing all of this and maybe is just looking for a little word of encouragement or a little help in getting the things done that, that matter to her and making a life that matters? What would you say yes. to her? Trust and prioritize. <laughs> True productivity is all about prioritization and where you where you choose to spend your time. And so, you know, at, in relation to this conversation, there are seasons when solitude and quiet are the priority because you know in them you will find the answers to what the next season's priorities will be. So it's just a matter of trusting that you'll move through these seasons. And so if you're having a tough time getting a lot of stuff done, but it's because you're super anxious and and are totally like depleting yourself then maybe you need to go spend some time being quiet or, or spending a little bit more time on yourself. And that is actually the most productive thing that you could do because you're filling yourself so that you can be clear and focused with how you're spending your time and, and getting your priorities taken care of. So just trust. Like Our seasons are always ever-evolving. And know the core of who you are and how you know yourself to show up in each of those seasons. Great words of advice. Great encouragement. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate being here. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing my conversation with Katie and the interesting insights and the encouraging words that she offered for all of us. I really appreciate her taking the time to share her thoughts with us on how her perspective on productivity has changed on the value of taking time away from the noise and, and getting away and benefiting from times of silence and solitude. Uh, I thought it was really inspiring. I hope you did too. I, I would love to know what you think. Would, do you have any questions for Katie or for me about the things we talked about here? You can share those in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 213, or post a comment or question in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group if you're a, a member there, or on the Productive Woman Facebook page. There's lots of ways you can share those and those comments, those questions, and get a conversation going. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, as always, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, before we wrap up, I do want to say a special thank you to Bombas for sponsoring this episode. They really are the most comfortable socks I've had. They, they, it has been said they are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. I don't know if I can swear to that, but they're certainly the most comfortable socks I've ever worn. They have totally re-engineered socks with comfort innovations that add up to a way more comfortable pair of socks. They've got all sorts of improvements in sock design, performance, and comfort, like uh, stay-up technology that keeps your socks up where they're supposed to be, a seamless toe that uh, lets you, f you can feel the difference when you wiggle your toes because they don't have that seam over it, and this super soft cotton that you just want to wear all the time. And I've mentioned before, I love the fact that Bombas donates to a homeless shelter one 
brand new pair of socks for every pair they sell. So when you buy a pair of socks for yourself, for your spouse, or someone in your life, uh, Bombas will donate a, a pair of socks to a homeless shelter somewhere. And to date, they have sold and donated over 9 million pairs of socks. They really are the socks I love most, especially as the weather cools down and it isn't as much fun to walk around the house barefoot. I love wearing my Bomba socks. They kind of feel like a cross between a cloud, walking on a cloud and getting a hug for my feet. There's just some really nice cushioning in this super, really soft cotton that they make the socks out of, but some extra support around the arch where it's needed. I got a couple of pairs of Bomba socks for my husband and he really likes them too. He was commenting on it uh, just a couple days ago that they're really comfortable. They're not too thick to wear to his work. He's an engineer at a defense contractor and he has to walk around a lot. So he, he really liked these socks. And as I mentioned before, the Productive Woman listeners get 20% off their first order of Bombas socks if you go to bombas.com slash TPW. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com. uh, And that will get you 20% off your first order. Bombas.com slash TPW and offer code TPW. If you forget all this, just go to the show notes. I'll have links in there too. Don't forget also to check out Text Expander by visiting textexpander.com slash podcast. Get 20% off your first year of that amazing service. And be sure to let them know I sent you. Uh, again, textexpander.com slash podcast and mention the productive woman in there. How did you hear about us question? Thank you so much to both Text Expander and Bombas for supporting the productive woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me and with Katie. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found something in it that is helpful or encouraging or inspiring to you. I'd love to hear from you about that. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.